Well, what an interesting and I guess somber 24 hours. So as you've been following the podcast, you know that uh, my aunt up in Canada has been, she hasn't been well. She's been, you know, gradually declining um, on a number of fronts, physically and mentally. And she got, she did catch COVID about, uh, you know, three or four weeks ago. They thought she was okay. And uh, shortly thereafter, she got had a stroke. And now um, last week, they the doctors just kind of put her on end of life orders, which if you're not familiar with that term, as I was not, that means that is, uh, there's nothing more they're going to do for you or can do for you. They're basically just keeping you comfortable until, until you die. So uh, yesterday was crazy. I've, I've spent the last over a week trying to figure out how to get to Canada. I figured out it was, it was a mess. You, you know, gone are the days of just getting on a flight, right? So I had to figure out all the shit. I had to fight with the hospital. And it's amazing the amount of energy that goes into these things, especially for a guy like me. Um, had to fight with the hospital, get them to sign papers, to get the government to approve me going. I finally got approval. Finally figured out how to do everything. In Canada, you have to do install an app, and there's heavy fines if you um, leave your hot hotel and whatever. So I figured all that out, and then right at the end of when I thought I got all this figured out, um, a wrench got thrown into my plans because then I realized I couldn't get back to the States. Why? Because to get a, to catch a flight back to the U S you need, a, a, a COVID test. That's no more than three days old. Winnipeg, Manitoba only has tests that will take about five days. So I finally hacked it, meaning I finally found a hack around it. And that is to fly into Fargo, North Dakota, which is a domestic flight. Drive into Canada, they'll let me in, do my thing up there, see my aunt, and then come back by the border crossing over land, which doesn't require a COVID test. I booked my ticket yesterday. It was a scramble all day, booking my flight, booking the hotels, booking the car rental. Um, I was so wiped out by the end of the day that I couldn't even, by like nine o'clock, I, I just fell I just lay down in front of the TV and I couldn't, it's weird. I physically couldn't get up. I was just so like drained. And it's, I didn't, I don't know why I felt drained, um, but I did. So I fell asleep on the sofa and I hadn't even packed uh, or gotten anything in order, but you know, that's just the name of the game. And uh, I woke up at like, I don't know what time it was. I must have woke up at 4.40 AM out of the blue. Uh, Way too early, but I ended up going back to sleep, I guess. Had an interesting dream. I had a dream I was on some like all-inclusive vacation and there's some kids sitting at my table and the kids started getting started getting rowdy. So in the dream, I started getting really frustrated and I felt a lot of stress. Anyways, I woke up again and it was probably like uh, 7.30 and I woke up to my... Uh, my phone ringing, and uh, of course it was the uh, the hospital and the uh, social worker, and she said, I have some bad news. So my aunt had just passed away, and uh, I guess I, I bet, I, I, I don't need to do the homework, but if I were to guess, she probably passed away at 4.40 a.m. my time. That's probably why I woke up. I've, I've seen that in books before. People, for some reason, they'll wake up when somebody passes. So um, yeah, I went over to my parents' house right away. 
I uh, told my mom and uh, it's kind of somber mood. It became very stressful really quick because now this, there's the disorganization of trying to coordinate a funeral and everybody's asking me questions and I don't know anything, man. <laughs> like, fuck. Um, this is the problem of being in charge of things or volunteering to be in charge of things. You become the point man. And that added another element. So I was kind of getting into it with my, my dad, who wonderful guy, but he asks me for a lot of questions and he has, he has this way of asking me for stuff by just uh, asking me a question, but in reality he's asking me to do stuff. So anyways, I won't vent on him. He, I was getting really frustrated and you know, when that's not what was important, what was important is that, uh, you know, somebody had passed away. And I reflect on her life, and I wonder about her life, um, my aunt's life. I, you know, rest. They say rest in peace. I, I think people say that. I, I actually really mean it. If you're out there listening, because uh, I don't. Some people. I feel like she didn't. I feel like she didn't leave. A, she didn't live a happy life. I feel like. I feel like she had a lot of demons that she didn't conquer. I'm not referring to drugs or anything like that. Just you know some some sort of things that probably happened to her in life that she didn't wasn't able to overcome uh mentally or emotionally uh so it's important to take lessons from these events in life and i thought you know instead of thinking about her in a negative way which i i, I actually actually don't she i was her favorite she loved me she never did a bad thing against me and i i i'm at, i'm in admiration of how somebody like her who you know uh was more of a very isolated kind of person that of all the people she actually still chose to like me for whatever reason. So uh, I am very appreciative of that. And she loved me in whatever way she knew how to love. Um, so I don't want to sound the critical. That's the, that's the beauty. And so these, these events in life are for us to all take a step back and say, well, what are, how are we living our lives? Um, what can we do different? What can we do different uh, going forward? Are we living the happiest life we can? So I'm going to watch some positive things. I, I went for a hike up over uh, the back of West Hills. They're over to Hidden Hills. New hike. I'd never been to that area before. Really nice. Uh, sat on a burnt down tree. And uh, yeah, just kind of thought about things. I think it's too easy, especially in LA and these big cities, to get caught up in the, the everyday. So I just, you know, for once I just turned my phone off. Fuck this. If I miss some clients, fuck it. If they can't wait for me, fuck them. And uh, yeah, I just thought I'd gra gather my thoughts. I really need a break. Um, but, you know, I, I'm thinking thinking a lot about my aunt and, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, you know. hope she's, you know, the way she was at the end, you know, not. She, I feel like she was suffering, kind of not in a good place, you know, the way she was sick. So I'm not, in that regard, it's not a sad thing. It's not a negative thing that she's moved on um i don't think i don't think people should suffer like that but you know we got to take these things uh we got to wake up every now and then from this hypnosis we're all under from our daily routine of alarm goes off wake up do this watch the news get pissed off check email get more pissed off eat lunch do some meditation you know we need these instances to wake us up to snap us out because time isn't really a real thing, but as real as it is because we make it so, it goes fast. Life goes fast. Um, and, you know, focus on being a joyful person. 
uh, I was watching this thing and, you know, it kind of laid it out well. You know, there's no, there are no good and there are no bad people. There are just joyful people and then there are miserable people because there are plenty of good people who do bad things. I think I'm a good guy, but I'm sure I've done things that people consider bad. If I'm in a relationship and I bang 10 other girls on the side, some people may consider that bad. Um, so do I hold myself out as a good person who does the occasional bad thing? Or am I a bad person who's doing a lot of good? Pablo Escobar was doing a lot of good things for his neighborhood. Was he a bad guy doing a lot of good things? Or is he a good guy doing some bad things, right? So instead of alienating people by labeling them good or bad, you know, just label them by being joyful or or negative or miserable. Why? Because that way you don't have to, you know, enemize them, if that's a word. You don't have to make them an enemy. Because once you call somebody a, a bad person, then they're automatically your, your enemy. So focus on being joyful every day. That's why I say that. You know, I, I say this on the podcast all the time. That is, what did you do today to make yourself happy? And it's too easy to get caught up in the rigmarole of life, as they say. I don't, I don't even know where that came from, but it's too easy to get caught up in the rigmarole of life and be miserable bit by bit. So instead of waiting for these tragic events to happen, I don't know if tragic, tragic's the right word. She'd been dying for a while, but hang on. Ah, McDonald's decaf coffee. Um, instead of waiting for that bad shit to happen um, before you wake up, take a look at your life right now. How joyful are you every day? From morning to night, how much of a smile and for how long do you have a smile on your face throughout the day? Do you at all or are you just waiting for the day to end or are you just waiting for the weekend? Because if you're waiting for that weekend and that's what your day looks like, not, you know, can't wait for the weekend to get there, then shit's got to change quick, fast, in a hurry because you can't live like that. Um, so that's what the podcast is today. You know, try to live life better. And uh, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you on the next one.